Well, good evening, guys. My name's Robert. I'm the pastor of Arrows Church, and I promise you, that's the hardest thing I'm going to do all evening, right there. And it went swimmingly. So, man, I am excited that you are here, because I don't know if you realize this, but God has a message for you tonight, and here's why I know that. You have no idea what we have gone through in order to make tonight happen, and how many ways that God has provided for us. I just wanted to show a few pictures right off the bat. This is the first thing that we encountered, uh, a broken key from our frozen lock trying to get all of our equipment out of the trailer. And so that was fun. And, uh, and then we finally did get the trailer open. We had to unload it in like 40 mile an hour winds. And uh, you guys know how cold it is outside. And these guys are just troopers. Everybody on the setup team, give them a round of applause. So last night as we're sitting up in here, we, uh, the fire alarm starts going off, and we're thinking, oh no, what is going on? So we walk out in the hallway, and this is what we see. Yeah. In case you're not sure, that's not supposed to happen indoors. And so they had broken pipe, and so we got to meet all the great guys from the fire department and police department and the administration. And so, so yeah, even last night, uh, up until about 9 o'clock, we weren't sure if we were going to be able to do this in here. And so, but God had bigger plans, which means he has something to say to you tonight. And so whether you realize it or not, you are here for a reason. And so I want you guys to be aware of that as we start. One thing that we all have in common tonight, because we all come from different backgrounds, different stages in life, different situations, one thing every single one of us in this room has in common is that we all have a name. Some of us love our names, some of us hate our names, some of us go by a nickname. I can't tell you how many times in my life it's happened this way. I've introduced myself to someone as Robert, and they say, oh, do you go by Bob? I'm like, no. I'd have told you my name was Bob if I went by Bob. I go by Robert. Anyway, names are very important. Have you ever thought about how important your name is? So let's see right here uh, in, the, in the white Christmas sweater, sweater. What's your name? Ron. Everybody say hi, Ron. <laughs> names are important. It's how we introduce ourselves to other people. It's how we talk about other people to other people. I wouldn't say, hey, there's a guy down here wearing a super sweet Christmas sweater I'd say, no, this is wrong, right? Names are important. In the Bible, names are very important. And when it comes to the birth of Jesus, names are crucial. They knew a lot about Jesus before he was ever born because of the Old Testament. They even knew what they were going to call him before he was ever born, before he ever had a need to be born. And so what I want to do tonight is I just want to start by looking at one verse, okay? This one verse is in Matthew Chapter 1, verse 23, maybe you've heard it during the Christmas season before, but here's what it says. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel. Say that name, Emmanuel, which means God with us. But here's the deal about verse 23. All we got to do is back up one verse, one verse to verse 22, and look what it says. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. You see, Matthew chapter 1, verse 23, had been previously predicted in the Old Testament by a prophet named Isaiah. 
And Isaiah lived 700 years before Jesus was ever born. In Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14, he says, A virgin will give birth to a baby, and that son will be called Emmanuel. Matthew 1.23 is a fulfillment of the prophecy from Isaiah 7.14. But in order to really understand Matthew 1.23, we have to understand what Isaiah meant back in chapter 7, verse 14. What does it really mean to call Jesus Emmanuel, God with us? What does that mean? Back in Isaiah 7.14, God's people were under attack. And God showed up to the leader of the people and said, I'm going to give you a sign. And the way he showed up to that leader was through the prophet Isaiah. And he says, I'm going to give you a sign, and the sign is going to be proof that I will never leave you. I'm going to be with you. You will ultimately be victorious. You're my people. Now, that leader had no way of knowing that that sign would come 700 years later. But Matthew, with all of that context of Isaiah chapter 7, when Jesus was born, he writes that prophecy, a virgin will give birth to a son and she will call him Emmanuel because it means God with us. But more than God with us, I want you to take it personally. God with you. God is with you. I don't know what you walked in here tonight with. I don't know what this year has brought to you. I don't know what 2022 brought you this year. I don't know what 2023 is going to bring you next year. But what God wants you to know is he's not only with us, he is with you. He wants to be with you tonight. He wants us to take that personally. And I want you to remember that name, Emmanuel, because when you remember that name, it's proof that we are never alone. No matter what we can go through, no matter what this world brings us, we are never alone. So let's look at that phrase, God with us. Let's look at that briefly, one at a time. The first thing we want to see is that it was God. Jesus was not just some random guy. He was not just some random baby that was born. He was not just some peacekeeper, some great teacher. He was God in the flesh. God himself. If you look at the Old Testament names of God and you compare them with the New Testament declaration of who Jesus was, it makes very clear that the Bible says that Jesus was, in fact, God himself. In the Old Testament, God was referred to as Elohim, the creator God. In the New Testament, we learn that everything that was created was created by Jesus. In the Old Testament, God is referred to as Jehovah, the I Am. Jesus, in the New Testament, tells the Pharisees before Abraham was, I Am. In the Old Testament, God is referred to as Adonai, the Lord. In the New Testament, Jesus is referred to as Lord. In the Old Testament, God's referred to as Jehovah Nisi, which means banner victory. In the New Testament, Jesus says, I have victoriously overcome the world. In the Old Testament, God is referred to as Jehovah Sabaoth, which means the Lord of hosts. In the New Testament, we see Jesus leading the angel, the host of angel armies. In the Old Testament, God is referred to as Jehovah Rohi, which means the Lord is my shepherd. In the New Testament, Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. In the Old Testament, God is referred to as El Elyon, which means high and mighty. And Jesus in the New Testament says, I will sit at the right hand of my mighty father, high and lifted up. 
In the Old Testament, God is referred to as El Shaddai, the Almighty God. And in the New Testament, in the book of Revelations, it calls Jesus the Lord God Almighty. Jesus was God with us in the flesh. And he's not only God with us, he's God with us. With. That's huge. He's not just God out there watching our lives. He's with us. He wants to be with us. The prophecy said that a virgin would give birth to a son, and that son would be called Emmanuel. But how many of you know virgins don't give birth? Virgins don't have babies. You see, what you have is you have humanity's egg meeting divinity's seed, and I don't want this to become a biology class. What did you kids learn on Christmas Eve? But you have the divine meeting humanity, and everything changes. Everything changes forever. Jesus was born fully man and fully God. He was born fully man because he came from Mary. That was the biological link. And he was born fully God through the Holy Spirit. That was the link to the divine. Fully man, fully God. This is very crucial. Jesus was born of Mary and of Joseph. You guys, um, how many of you as parents ever lost your kid? And raised, by the way. Okay? We don't have a lot about Jesus' early days, but one story we have is the time that Joseph and Mary lost Jesus for a few days. And so if you're out there as a parent and you're like, yeah, I kind of lost my kid one time, Joseph and Mary lost Jesus, so you're going to be okay. You'll be just fine. But the Bible says that when they lost him, he was actually in the temple teaching the religious leaders that were in the temple about the scriptures and about God. And it says that he was blowing their mind. Can you imagine the conversations that preteen Jesus was having with these religious leaders? They come to him and they say, hey boy, what, what's your name? Well, that's complicated. You see, on my mother's side, I'm Jesus. On my father's side, I'm Emmanuel, God with you. Well, well where are you from? <laughs> well, on, on my mother's side, I'm from Bethlehem. On my father's side, I am from age to age and forevermore. Well, how old are you, son? On my mother's side, I'm 12. On my father's side, before anything was, I am. Well, well, where are you going? Well, on my mother's side, I'm going to the cross to die for your sin. On my father's side, I will reign with him in heaven, on high, as the King of kings and the Lord of lords, forever and ever and ever. Man, that must, have, that must have blown their minds. A virgin had a baby. God became man. Isaiah also, in chapter 9, verse 6, he says this, and maybe you've heard this, for unto us a child is was born. A son is given. How many have heard that verse 
at Christmas time. Unto us a child is born, a son is given. Here's what I don't want you to miss. We read that and we think, oh yeah, that makes sense. It's talking about Jesus' birth. A, a, a child was born, of course. Yes, but it says a son was given. And we think, oh yeah, because you know, we're given the son. No, no, no. God gave his son. A child was born. Yes, that's the humanity link of Jesus. He was he was born but don't miss the fact that a son was given God gave his son Jesus who existed for all eternity past God gave that divine being to be born into the form of a baby why on earth would a divine God pour himself out into the form of humanity why would he do that so that he could be with us God with us That was the reason. He wanted to be with us. He wants to be with you. The Old Testament prophesied that the coming Messiah had to come from the lineage of Judah through the line of King David. That was the prophecy. And so you may not know this. There are two family trees in the Bible. There are two genealogies. And and the reason you may not know that is because, honestly, it's the part of the Bible that when you get to it that day on your Bible reading plan, you just skip over. Because it's like Abraham begat Isaac, Isaac begat Jacob. You're like, ah, whatever, we'll go to chapter 2. But listen, God never wastes a word. And there are two genealogies, two family trees, one in Matthew and one in Luke. You see, the one in Matthew traces the lineage of Joseph back to King David. And the one in Luke traces Mary's lineage back to King David. Why the two? Because it was said that the the Messiah had to be born from the line of King David, both biologically and legally. And so we have the lineage of Mary proving that he was born from King David biologically, and we have the lineage of Joseph proving he was born from King David legally as his adopted father. The two genealogies. So what you have is you have God, get this, you have God have two people from the same line who were born about the same time. He had to get them to meet. They had to fall in love. They had to get engaged. This is better than every Hallmark Christmas movie ever. But there's a problem. The problem is that another Old Testament prophecy in Micah 5.2 said that the Messiah had to come from Bethlehem. And so now God has to get two people from the line of David, born around the same time, to fall in love with each other, to get engaged, and she has to get pregnant by the Holy Spirit, and they have to get back to Bethlehem somehow for the Messiah to be born, enter in the Roman government, which says, hey, I think we need to count everybody right about this time. Everyone needs to go back to your, your hometown to be counted. And guess where Joseph was born? Bethlehem. So God has two people born about the same time. They have to meet. They have to fall in love. They have to be, get engaged. She has to get pregnant with the Holy Spirit. They have to go back to Bethlehem at just the right time. God did all of that to fulfill the prophecy at the exact time with the right people in the right place. And you think him fixing your marriage is too difficult. You think praying to him during your financial situation seems impossible. God will move heaven 
and earth to be with you. That's what he wants. That's what he wants you to know. Because he shall be called Emmanuel, God with us. You see, Jesus experienced everything that we ever experience. He knows exactly what you're going through this year. Everything that you've gone through, he's, he's been there. He understands the anger. He understands the anxiety. He understands the betrayal, the rejection, the loneliness. He gets it all because he experienced it. But there's one thing that Jesus experienced that none of us in this room have ever experienced, and that is death. Jesus went to the cross for you. He was born for you, and he died for you. And so here's what I want us to do. I just want us to close tonight by just, I just want to lead us in a prayer. You don't have to say this out loud. You can just pray it on your own. But would you bow your head, close your eyes, and just as I pray this, maybe pray it for yourself for the first time. God, we thank you. God, we recognize and we admit to you that we are kind of hopeless on our own. Like we can do some good things, like we can be kind of decent people, but we can't get to you. We, we can't be good enough to get to you. We need Jesus. And so I pray that you, you allow Jesus to come into my life and save me. He died for my sins. Allow me to give him that back and say, God, come into my life. Be my boss. Be my CEO. Be my leader. Be the one who controls my life. Because I've tried to control my life on my own and it doesn't really work out all that well. But God, thank you for dying for me. I want to live for you now. In Jesus' name, amen. I don't know if, if you want to pray that prayer or if you want to tell somebody you prayed that prayer tonight because if you did pray that prayer I want to welcome you into the kingdom of God. Jesus says that angels are going crazy right now the same angels that announced Jesus' birth are proud of you they're shouting for you, they're worshiping God because you are a believer in Christ now and so what better way, what better night to do that than the night that we all kind of get together and celebrate Jesus' birth anyway and so if that's you and you want to talk to anybody about that, we invite you to come find us before you leave tonight. And so I'm going to say one more quick prayer, and then we're going to have the band come up and lead us in one more song. God, thank you for tonight. I pray a, a blessing over all these families. Be with their Christmas Eve celebrations. Be with tomorrow. All the things that are wrapped up in this holiday season. If they're traveling, if they're having that family member come over, the one that really gets on their nerves. God, just everything that goes into this weekend. I pray a blessing over their family. You are mighty. You love us. You saved us. You rejoice over us in song. And so, God, I pray that you allow everyone in this room to have the best Christmas ever tonight and tomorrow. And I pray that when we do, we look up to you and we say, thank you. You did that. That's all for you. God, we pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen.